It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Right, it is time for the panel, proudly sponsored by Melray Electric, putting the spark into Canterbury Rugby. Another couple of wonderful guests to put in the hot seat today, sports reporter Robin Van Royen, well, and sports board broadcaster Brendan Telfer joined me this morning. A big welcome to you both. Now, let's get started. Look, let's talk All Blacks. It feels like half the country's doing it. I'm sure you've both got some opinions on it as well. Robert, last weekend's match in Christchurch, were you disappointed, surprised, or, or actually c- could you see that result coming? Oh, I was definitely surprised. I mean, I... Not not a big punter, but I did uh, put on uh, put money on that thirteen plus last week. I was um, I was that confident on the back of South Africa that they'd, that they'd bounce back, and I think finally, it's amazing how much things changed in a week last week. I think there was quite a bit of uh, you know there's there a lot of good will towards Foster after this. He stuck with some you know continuity, stuck with some players. Um, something he you know he's been talking about wanting to do this year, and uh, and then when. The, Everyone starts calling for change this week. He just like he sticks with continuity. I think when there was a bit of a sense of you know there's some wind of change in the year this week, we didn't really see it not in the starting fifteen. So I was very surprised by last week. Um, yeah, I, I think I got asked. I was on the air last week and I got asked for for a, for a, to, for a result. I said thirteen plus. So perhaps don't listen to me this week. <laughs> and Brendan, <laughs> your your thoughts. Well, I expected the All Blacks to win on the back of what they did in Johannesburg a couple of weeks earlier, but I wasn't surprised at the result. I think it's another example of this equalisation of uh, world rugby, which is directly a result. It's taken 25 years, I suppose, for it to filter through properly uh, of professional rugby. Money equalises sport. doesn't matter which sport you go to. And I suppose the Olympic Games are a good example of this. Governments spend hundreds of millions of dollars because they see value in winning gold medals at the Olympics. And if you pour enough money into most sports, um, you usually get some results. And I think we just have to get our head around the fact that um, rugby has changed and it's taken 25 years for us to realise this, that the All Blacks will never be again the team that dominated world rugby like it did for 70 or 80 years. Sure, we had that reign with Steve Hansen where we were clearly the best side in the world, but that didn't last and it's now seemed a very distant memory that, that those great halcyon days of Steve Hansen. Um, and I, I suspect that Scotland, which I think remains the only country, major country, that haven't beaten the All Blacks, uh, probably will sometime sooner rather than later. This is not a bad All Black side. It's certainly not the greatest All Black side of all time. Um, but teams like Ireland, teams like Argentina, uh, and even Scotland maybe, um, now are far more competitive in this environment than they were, say, 20 or 30 years ago. And we won't win test matches. We won't win probably 80, 90% of test matches from now on. And I don't really have a problem with that because I think if you look at the bigger picture, world rugby is much a better sport when you've got teams like Argentina and Ireland that can compete against the old enemies of South Africa and the All Blacks. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and once the All Blacks kind of lose that aura of invincibility, then, then other teams will be gunning for them. I'm sure Scotland are watching at the moment, thinking, yeah, can we have a crack at them soon? But, Robert, you mentioned that, that starting with the, the same 15. That's been something that's been, been talked about a lot. Is, is that a yay or a nay? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not totally against it myself. I mean, I, I, personally, I, I actually like a bit of continuity. I think it's something that's 
been a bit of an issue in the past that they have been missing. There's, especially at 10, they'll start Moanga one week and they'll go back to Barra if he doesn't play well. Um, but I still, I did want to see some changes this week. I, I think overdue to see Will Jordan. I keep saying he's got more expected than any other player in that team. Uh, he needs to get a run at 15, put him in space. The issue with him on the wing, he's barely, the way the All Blacks backline's malfunctioning at the moment, their attack isn't clicking. We're not seeing that cohesiveness. He's, you know, some games, when he had three or four touches last week, and some of them, He's only getting um, contestable bombs in the air, so he's not getting many touches. I wanted to see a change there. That's that's probably the biggie, and, and that loose forward as well. I still think that makeup, and it's and it's because Sam Kane's captain, he's having to play him at seven essentially. Um, like to see some change there as well. So that, that's probably the big one for me. There were no changes in the starting fifteen, but there have been some changes on the bench, and one I <clears throat> will mention. Debutant Stephen Pirafetta gets 50 seconds off the bench and then not in the uh, 23 for next week. You, you've you've both got to have some thoughts on that. I'll, I'll go to you first, Brendan. No, I can't get my head around that. Um, it just just bewilders me why you'd put him on for 50 seconds. Um, it wasn't as if it was desperate. They didn't have anyone else on the bench. And uh, now he's, I don't know whether he'll ever come back again now. Um, so it is confusing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to see Jordan have a, a crack at fullback. Um, I'm not sure anymore about um, Rico Ioani at centre, uh, whether he will I think they'd get better value out of him, maybe on the wing and put Jordan back to fullback. Jody, uh, uh, Jody Barrett, I guess they have to play him because of his long-distance goal-kicking. But to be brutally honest, he hasn't done much else. He's reliable under the high ball, I guess. But uh, his attacking qualities haven't revealed much um, in the last few weeks at fullback. So um, it's a strange, in some ways it's strange what Foster's done here, the fact that he hasn't done anything. I mean, he's flipped the old saying that you never change a winning side. Well, Foster's now saying you never change a losing side, which is very odd. Um, so he's, he's, he's gambling in a way by being very conservative. If they lose tonight, where does this leave Ian Foster? I don't know. I mean, OK, I know he's been given basically a free pass to the end of the Rugby World Cup, but he is, at the end of the day, an employee of the NZRU. They are his employer. I presume they have the right to change him or shift his status if they're not happy with his performance. So um, it's a big gamble that Foster's taken, and um, uh, there's, a, I think, more resting on this match tonight than there was on that third test against Ireland or possibly even the second testing in South Africa. So Foster's future, I think, will be determined by what happens tonight. If he gets through this match with a win, um, well, then I think he's safe. But if they lose tonight, the other thing here is if they lose tonight, I think they will most certainly be out of the running for the rugby championship and the possibility of finishing last in the rugby championship. I mean, Australia must be licking their chops at the moment at the thought of getting their hands on the Bledisloe Cup again. So we are in for a very interesting uh, few test matches of nothing else uh, starting tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do not disagree in the slightest. And, and Robert, your, your thoughts? <clears throat> Young fella, 50 seconds off the bench. Is he, is he happy? Is it, is it mixed? What, what do you think is going through his mind? Oh, I mean, it was, it was, it was madness. The, the fact that he was substituted, uh, it was basically after the Cody Taylor crooked line-out. So he came on when I, when, sorry, um, when, they had, when they had a defensive scrum, all they had to do um, was kick it out, the Pumas. Won the scrum, kick it out. So that's what he was on for. Uh, it wasn't like the All Blacks had an attacking charge. He was never 
Um, this was a burn over, get his hands on the ball. And Foster, we was asked about the substitutions, a couple of them, including taking off his captain Kane, but about the peripheral one. And he, his answer was, as a lot of his answers can be, pretty murky. He essentially said it got messy. And basically they just yeah, got messy in the last few minutes. The substitutions, a bit of a shambles once, especially after the Shannon Frizzell yellow card. So, look, he didn't have a good answer to be able to explain why he'd bother putting them on. Um, and then I said, look, he's, he's essentially going to get another crack in the future. But, I mean, of course, there's no guarantee with that. So, oh, look, it was a bizarre one. I've seen, you know, obviously on social media, you've seen speculation you know, that people are saying, oh, look, they just put him on there to, to lock him up for the future so he can't play for anyone else, unless he obviously clears that window. Um, but, yeah, no, look, it, it wasn't a great look. And um, 50 seconds, of course, he, he certainly wouldn't be happy with it. Yeah, well, he would have. He would have at least liked to touch the ball. I think is for sure. <coughs> Hot seat time. Yeah. Predictions for tonight. Let's have a scoreline. Robert, you're up first. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to pull it back to twelve and under. All, all that twelve and under. Um, the forecast. Last time I looked, forecast for rain. So look, I don't think it'll be, a, especially with that Pumas defence and the All Blacks attack. It's not going to be high scoring. Probably more along the lines of. So I'm going to go along the lines of 20, 26 to seventeen All Blacks. Nice, like it. Brendan, you got anything different? Uh, well, my heart says the All Blacks, but my head says Argentina. Um, and I just think, again, the goal-kicking of Buffanelli, I think, could be the key factor here. I mean, that was one of the, the finest exhibitions of goal-kicking I've mm. seen in a test match last week. I mean, I think he got seven from seven, did he? And I, I don't think he had an easy kick, did he? Mm. My, my, most of them were missable kicks. And you compare that with Momoyang, who missed two very kickable shots at goal in the first 10 minutes of the match. And in the end, the, the goal kicking played a big part in the final result. And I think it might do the same tonight. So I'll go the Pumas by three. Ooh, like it, like it. Both picking reasonably close ones. But yeah, I agree. His his kicking was <clears throat> it was exceptional for mine. Uh, it's just such a nice style to go with. It never looked like missing one. We're going to move from rugby now. That's enough. That's enough All Blacks chatter for today. We're going to go on to cricket. First up, we had Trent Bolt gave back his his contract. Still wants to play for New Zealand, still wants to be involved, but the chance to, to pick and choose and spend a bit more time with family. Now we've got Colin de Gronholm, who's been picked up in the, the big bash for the Adelaide Strikers and apparently hadn't even informed New Zealand cricket that that was his plan, has then retired off the back of that. Uh, are we worried? Uh, is it was it really good enough from from De Gronholm? Are we are we thinking that maybe we're going to see more and more black caps head this way, Robert? Well, I don't I don't think it, the way it went down was what pulled the fact that he uh, he gets drafted and all of a sudden, hey, what's going on here? He's it, it, what's what's his future? You know, instead of him coming out first and saying, oh, telling he's on cricket and retiring from the Black Caps and then making his future clear. I mean, obviously, that's what we saw with Trent Bolt. They came out and they said that, look, he's not no longer current contract. He wants released. He's going to play um, domestic circuits, cricket around the, the world, blah, blah. So, look, oh, I'm not, if that's the way these guys want to go, then they'll be. I mean, there will have to be a bit of worry from New Zealand cricket. Uh, if you see more and more, more and more guys start going down this route. But I think this is a good point. Someone said, you know, you do earn your strikes. Before you get that, you know, before you get to the where you're going to be, to have that option, I guess you sort of earn your stripes in the, by playing to the Black Caps and, and playing Test cricket, playing one day cricket. So, yeah, there'll, there'll be a bit of concern there overall. I think the main thing for me was just the way it went down with Colin to go home. Personally, I don't know. They've got quite there's quite a lot of depth, you know, a lot of good players coming through. 
even like Daryl Mitchell, you know, I prefer in that all-rounders spot over Colin de Gronholm. Um, so in terms of the loss, Colin de Gronholm, I wouldn't say it's a huge one, personally. Mm. And, and Brendan, do you... Do you think there might be a couple others follow suit? There might be some others thinking. Uh, well, I think, I think it's a bit. I think it's a bit of an overreaction what's happened here because two players have decided that you know it's time to uh, pursue other things in life. I mean, Conor de Gonholm's thirty-six years of age. I think yeah. he wasn't wanted. Yeah. He wasn't picked a week or so ago for this uh, one-day series, uh, the Chapel Hadley series, which is beginning in a few days. So it was okay. He was under contract. Fair enough. But um, he wasn't wanted by the selectors. So uh, clearly, if someone from the BBL comes not and you realise that you've got your futures finished with their black caps, well, logically, I think he should pursue this BBL. Whether he did it in the correct order of things is probably not that important. I, I don't. I wouldn't read much into it. I see Trent Bolt is actually in this series, the Chapel Hadley series, so he's announced his retirement from international cricket, but then he went to the West Indies and now he's on his way to Cairns. So um, I think it's a bit of a beat-up. Um, you know, these guys are well into their 30s, uh, and they've got to start thinking about a future beyond cricket. Bolt's doing that, and so is De Glantholm. And, and De Glantholm's been a grand, great servant for New Zealand cricket. He's produced some brilliant performances with bat and ball over the years. But as time's up and, uh, you know, we're uh, looking at a new era with new players coming through. We've got the New Zealand A team in India at the moment. We've had a good series in the West Indies where we won for the first time with uh, a couple of newcomers on the side as well. So... I guess the Grondholms read the tea leaves and thought, no, the BBL is um, where I can make a few bucks before I finish. So good luck to him. Yeah, absolutely. And and I mean, it is a it has been a really good patch for New Zealand cricket lately. And, and as you said, there's a lot of depth coming through. Uh, are we liking what we're seeing? We've got the Chapel Hadley coming up, as as you mentioned, uh, Brendan. Like, do you like what you see in this Black Cap side? Do you think that actually this could be this could be the team that tips Australia up? Well, I mean, for these sort of questions, I just go, first of all, to something like the world rankings. And um, although although I'd installed Australia as the favourites for the Chapel Hadley series because they've been playing some good cricket lately and they're just waltzing through this warm-up series against uh, Zimbabwe, uh, New Zealand is number one, is ranked number one in the world in ODI cricket. Um, and so on that basis, um, yeah, you, you've got to fancy their chances in this Chapel Hadley series. I'm pleased that it's still going, the old Chapel Hadley series. I mean probably doesn't have the same amount of prestige that it did when it first started. But the fact that both countries are fielding virtually their full-strength sides in one-day mm. cricket, I think the only name that I can see missing from the Australian side is Pat Cummins, who has been rested because Australia have got a very busy summer of cricket, hosting the T20 World uh, Cup and uh, a couple of big tours as well. Um, and we've got all our top players there, um, including a couple of youngsters who've Sean uh, on the West Indies and on these other countries they visited. So the two countries still place an importance on this and it's the old story. When Australia plays New Zealand in any sport um, we take a lot of interest in it. So I'm, I'm pleased that it's still going and um, uh, both teams have warmed up for it well uh, and I just hope it lives up to its uh, reputation of some of the great Chapel Hadley matches we've seen over the last 25 years. We don't have a too bad a record here I notice. They've played 12 times in this series. We've won four, Australia won six, and there have been two ties, I think, from memory. So um, it brings out the best in both teams. So um, this this should be a good series. I'm looking forward to it. Incidentally, do we know where it is? Is it on Sky? Is it on Spark? Where is it? 
Oh, that's a great question, actually. I oh, you should know, Frankie. You on, should know. I know. I know. That's that's bad. I'm pretty confident it'll be on Sky. I think they've got a, yeah, they've got the cricket that's well, in Australia. So, well, I hope it is anyway. Yeah, I'll let you away with that comment. I'll just forget you didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it, to be fair, the it, the Chapel Hadley series has been pretty hotly contested uh, when it has been running, but. We would also say that Australia hasn't necessarily been a happy hunting ground for the Black Caps side. Is it actually something, Robert, that that this Black Caps side almost needs this series win to get a little bit of confidence that they they can beat the Aussies in Aussie ahead of a T20 World Cup there? Yeah, I mean, it's a good point. I mean, they have they definitely have had their struggles in Australia and. And it's interesting that, I mean, yeah, the 20s, ideally they'd probably be playing, uh, I mean, the series has been moved, hasn't it, from, from COVID earlier in the year. So, and look, nothing, personally, nothing, it's much more than one-day cricket. Uh, in Australia, you, you know, I think of the New Zealand Australia games, you think of uh, Skippy Sinclair's blinder of a catch, you think of uh, Adam Vogue's catching James Franklin with a uh, stunner at backward point, and uh, they're the kind of memories you Brennan McCullum some of his knocks against the Aussies and yeah, a lot of a lot of those Chapel Hadley results over the years, a lot of them did those, you know, big high chases was on top. They were in New Zealand. So um definitely when you go back and you look at the results, they've had their fair share of struggles, including right before um the world essentially shut down with COVID, they went over there and got and got done. So yeah, I think so. It would be it would be helpful to to have to have a good turn it um turn out here ahead of the the T20 World Cup, which is uh, which is also going to be fantastic, isn't it? I mean, look at the time zones for New Zealanders. Um, as I say, I think that is that is the best when you can watch uh, white ball cricket, New Zealand, Australia, in Australia. Yeah, I cannot wait. It is springtime. The cricket is coming. It's exactly the time of year that I love. Thank you both so much for your time this morning. Been awesome to chat. Look, we could probably do it all day and pick over every sporting event that's going on, but thank you so much for your time. And that's another morning <clears throat> done here on the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. I hope you've all enjoyed it as much as I have. Enjoy a sport-filled weekend, and I'll catch you back here same time, same place next week. Deck maintenance isn't fun. Move the furniture and barbecue, sand and prep, paint, seal, or get a low-maintenance Trex deck. The only colour fade you'll have to deal with is watching the sunset. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.